What's up everybody and welcome to, well actually welcome to a new and improved updated version of Stand Up Again podcast with Mike Brown. Let's go people, let's go. Hole, we've we've jumped we've jumped ship. It's time to make a change. You know why not? I thought I needed to change. I decided that the name that I was running with was something that was an idea. You know, it was an idea from the past. You know, the beautiful thing about having your own podcast is if you want to change something, you change it. So I did. So stand up again. Stand up again. Podcast with Mike Brown, and that's me, Mike Brown, and I am standing up again, man. And that's what we're going to talk about today as well is this this journey on personal development. You know, the journey often starts, did with me anyway, in my experience, as a slow burn. Um, you know, I always think back to like a gas cooker in your kitchen. You know, you you turn it on, you crank it up, and it, it fires up, and it's like a you know it goes quite strong. You know, so you can but you can wind it right down just so it's just a slow burn and. And that's what I feel my journey in personal development space was, was a slow burn where I started to notice something inside me that wasn't right. Something inside internally was saying it's time for change, even though externally, man, externally had everything. Massive three bedroom apartment with a maid's quarters in the back, overlooking the bay, swimming pool down below, downtown, the Range Rover, the the four by four truck had it all man it was all sorted i was good but i wasn't good something else was going on that was that was tapping but it was such a long time ago and i was so naive to what was going on that i wasn't aware just wasn't aware i guess now why there's a there's, there's a catalyst now to 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 starting a podcast and to putting myself out there on social media and and my journey has evolved to this stage because there was a catalyst and the catalyst for me, the pushing, the tipping point, the, the, the time, yeah, the time to stand up was, was when the, 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 the breakdown of my marriage, well, the, the, I should say the breakup of my marriage really, because the breaking down is a process, you know, that takes time. I, I'd come to a point in in my marriage where just enough was enough and, and I had to change. I had to stop. And what happened was my I'd had some challenges with my with my partner and, and we'd had some challenges with our business and and things weren't going quite according to plan as, as what we had going overseas when we lived in, in Panama and Central America. So I decided that I was getting a role in, in a job in Australia and I would move move to Australia so I did and it's funny you know looking back now how my 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 marriage even then you know the consultation that I had with my partner at the time was was limited I went ahead and made the choices and made the moves because well to be honest it wasn't that I didn't want to communicate or didn't want to be involved I was actually moving out of desperation i knew that if i was to let on to my plans of trying to change or trying to you know change our our, our trajectory in in life that 
there was going to be outside influences from 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 other family members that could possibly throw things off. So I kept it I kept it really quiet. And by keeping it quiet, I had to make a lot of decisions on my own as well. And so it, what what long story short is that I got offered a job in Australia and I and I took it and I said, look, in a few weeks I'll be able to be be there on the ground. So I went I went to my partner and I explained what was happening and this is what what we were going to do. And I was to come to Australia and start working and just get a feel, make sure that it was it was actually the right move. You know, it was I was still, you know, I still have two kids and and there was a lot to move and to move your, your family across the other side of the world. Had to make sure that it was actually the right move. So I said, look, let's give it three months, three months of me being over here working and and we'll make the call. And that's three months turned out to become six months. If you can imagine being in a in a relationship where there's quite a lot of conflict, anyway, to add to the fire, you know, a six month separation, trying to move countries, some resistance from from my partner, uh, uncertainty from me, and it was just a lot. It was just a lot. But anyway, we ended up making the move, and my wife at the time and my two my two daughters came over. We we went from. We went from, you know, oceanfront apartment, you know, maids and nannies. It's a, th- it's a third world country. So this is the kind of lifestyle you have over there. But coming from that to Australia to having a, l- a little wage that I had, we'd lost money on the on the apartment. My, my partner had signed things over to her family. Her family were, you know, were extremely wealthy. And everything was signed over to them. And effectively, she came over, uh, cut off from the family. <laughs> and we were taking the bus to the supermarket to get our groceries in the weekend, in the week, during the week. You know, this is the contrast. So you can imagine the the stress that that just, that amplifies everything. And um, so so be it. You know, that's it. We, 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 we kept soldiering on. We kept pushing through and, and doing our best to try and make things work. After it, we were we were here in Australia for about four years, it just wasn't happening. My I, I as much as I was trying my best, and my partner, I, I believe she was doing what she could do from from her side of things as being the best. But we were just creating this toxic environment, man. This horrible space in the house, and our teenage daughters. Well, they were young teenagers, tweens, and now they were moving into teenagers. So. They were surrounded in this negative environment, you know, and there's this thing that you have, I know it's out there, that, you know, we've got to stay together. You've got to, you've got to keep the family unit together because that's the most important thing. And man, I can tell you now, if that's something that you're thinking in, in, in a situation you're in right now, man, I mean, this is just my opinion, but it's it's not, the family unit is not the most important thing. Because when we were creating such a negative environment for our girls, that they would just, you know, dive deeper into social media, dive deeper into their rooms, the doors closed, and just being away, and the, the lack of communication just was amplified. It's crazy times, man. Just, just thinking that that's the right thing to do when it's, yeah, in hindsight it wasn't. So, so anyway, I'll 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 cut to the chase a bit. We decided that 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 was it. I decided actually that. The, the marriage was done and I was no longer willing to to put up with it the the final the the the, the straw that broke the camel's back was one day that I washed some dishes that in a in a way that was not correct <laughs> you know we've been 
we've been married for 15 years now with, with daughters and, and been through all these challenges and, and washing the dishes was, uh, was caused to be screamed at and yelled at and caused this massive fight between us. And I was just like, this, is, this has got to stop. There's no more of it. reason why I'd held on for so long, though, was because I knew from discussions with my partner over the years or while we were in Australia that if we were ever to split, because these kinds of discussions would come up in arguments, of course, and in fiery conversations, that if we were ever to split, she would leave with the kids to Israel, actually, where she, where she wanted to go. And why Israel? Well, she had family. Her mother was there, her brother and other people that she knew were, uh, were, were in Israel. And she'd lived there when she was a teenager for a few years as well. So, so that was certainly something that played in my mind and, and kept me in this negative space and toxic relationship for, for much longer than, than I should have. And unfortunately, you know, I had to... It, the whole process was me dealing with the fact that I knew that when I pulled a pin... That's going to be the end of me seeing my daughters for I don't know how long, you know. So we did that. We we pulled the pin. My partner at the time, she she, you know, in typical fashion, was explosive and what's the word? Almost like showmanship. What's like? Yeah, it was almost. I can't explain what that word is. What is it? In a show of fire and. I don't know, so hard to explain that this was going to go down and, you know, I had to, I had to come back to, to, to the house and, you know, for the last six months or so, probably even more, probably, probably the last year, she'd been sleeping on the couch and not leaving the couch, just watching TV and sleeping on the couch. So I was upstairs, she was downstairs and, and she was, that's it. She's going to, she's going to take the kids and they're going to go to Israel and, so I had to, I had to help pack up the kids' bags, man. And I have to say, like, two weeks out, a week out, you know, this build-up, this 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 time coming to the point of when they're gonna be leaving was, man, like, I now I understand what you know. If you're you're, you know, going to your execution, you know what it's gonna feel like when you've got to stand up and walk towards that execution chamber and, and the build-up, the, the weeks to that build-up, you know. My execution chamber was, was going to the fucking airport, you know. And, man, I would never wish this on anyone, man. Never wish it on any, any, any person. Being there with your daughters, driving them around to their friend's place to say goodbye and, and hugs and, and just, man, at the time, I try to think about it now, like, that I, I can look back now and go, well, I, I, I was strong and persevered. But at the time, you feel like you're the weakest, you know, the weakest person, the weakest man, the weakest father you've ever been. And, uh, yeah, it's it's rough, guys. It's rough, rough times. So we get to a week out. The house, you know, is, you know, there's bags everywhere. There's boxes getting packed up. And I just had to help, you know, just had to help. And, and I tried as much as I could. I, I'd, I'd, I'd spend as, uh, quite a bit of time outside of the house because I just couldn't bear it. But I had to be there for my daughters, you know. I had to support them and and show them that, you know, that your father's still here, you know, even though it was the hardest thing to ever have to face, knowing what was coming. And then getting there, man, getting to the, the, the day, you know, the, day, the next day, the day before, 
packing up because they're going to leave it. You know, they had to they had, we had to get them to the airport at five a.m. or something like that. You know, so the night before was the last night, and I walked with my daughters, and we we lived in a beautiful part of Australia, man, like in the Northern Territory, a place called uh, Northern. Sorry, not the Northern Territory. The northern regions of of Australia, and it was a place called Palm Cove, man. And this place is just such a magical place, you know. Palm trees along the beach, ocean crashing up against the grassy banks. It's just magic, you know. And little restaurants and hotels. It's a beautiful spot. And I went down there with my daughters, and we went for a walk. and And this is the thing, man. Like all I wanted as a father was the time alone with my daughters to so we could connect we could share our time together because that's when when I'd get to speak with them you know I'd get to have their honesty they would open up you know without their their mother interfering with our with our relationship it was such a bizarre time you know but anyway we we walked along the beach at night and I got to have an honest conversation with them and I was I was distraught, you know. I was obviously on the outside I was fine, but in the inside I was distraught. And I always wonder, and I guess it'll time will tell, you know, what my daughters will say about that, because they were they seemed to be fine. <laughs> I kept checking in with them, are they okay? And they seemed to be fine, you know. They told me they were fine, so you know. I couldn't press it anymore, you know, if that's what they say, that's what they said, you know. And we talked about, you know, well, you, know, you guys are going to do your best over there and I'll be here and I'll be here in Australia working on building up and, and preparing, you know, preparing for the time when if they want to, that, that they can come back here, you know, and spend some time with their old man. And they understood and, and they said that they were okay with everything. So so that was that. The night ended and, and uh, I went to I went to sleep after crying again and again oh man yeah man wouldn't wish that on anybody so we we got up early the next morning and packed the car up still obviously still dark and and i took them to the airport man and fuck i can tell you being at that airport and, and just all those people around i just didn't give a shit man i was bawling my eyes out man i couldn't couldn't contain myself my my oldest daughter as well was just, it was just terrific, man. But probably the one thing that sticks with even more was my younger daughter. I think she was 13 at the time. She was cold, man. She, was, she wasn't she was crying. She was just like, she was holding it in, which I don't know which was worse, watching my daughter bawling her eyes out or the other, my other daughter just not crying at all. It was the hardest thing, man. So we said our goodbyes and... And fuck, you know. After saying our goodbyes, you know, it's you know, I'm still there, you know. Like ten seconds, twenty seconds after they've walked around the corner of the gangway there, you know, through the check in of the airport, you know, like I'm 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 that's it. I'm there. I'm sitting there in the airport fucking crying like a motherfucker on my own. There's two hundred there's hundreds of people around me. And it's like fuck man, you got shit to do now. You gotta go back. And I got back into the car I drove, I drove back, it was still dark, I think the sun was just starting to come up, and I got back to the house, and I was there in the house by myself, now, I did have my parents at the time, they were staying close by, like down the road in an Airbnb, so I had support, but in this moment, you know, in, in, in this short, this space of time visiting the airport, you know, I was by myself, and I got back to my, my house, fuck, 
<laughs> Looking around, man, like like the place is all it's just your it's just your house, but now there's no one in it, man. Your kids, you you do you the girls are gone and everything. The house is still in it, you know. The dog went as well. The dog went to fucking Israel in his little doggy box, and and the house still looks relatively, you know, like as it is when you're together, you know. But there's no one there, and they're not coming back, man. Oh, fucking... I feel for anyone out there, man, because shit, I would never want anyone to go through that. And I sat down and... Well, before I sat down, actually, I went to the the cabinet above the microwave and I had about a quarter bottle of Smirnoff vodka in there. So I sat down on my bench and I poured myself a straight shot of vodka and I actually turned on my my phone and and recorded a video to Facebook. That was that was me reaching out, man. And I'm I'm so thankful that I had the mind to actually just do that because after reaching out, I think a video went for about 13 minutes, man. I was just talking about what was going on and and that I I was struggling, man. I was I was in a dark spot. And I needed help. And I reached out to Facebook and, and I had, because I've got friends, you know, in different parts of the world over the years where I've lived. And I'm so thankful I did that because I got so much support and help from people. And, and that's, that, that, that was a big seed getting planted right there. And I always remember like reminding myself, thinking one day, one day I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to understand how to get through this shit. And this shit's going to be, be behind me. I'm gonna be able to. I'm gonna be able to share this with other people, man. How I did this. Been over a year and a half now, and then here I am doing a podcast about standing up again and relationships and and how to heal. And so I thank. I'm so thankful for for doing that, you know, and having that sense of mind to do it and and being able to stand up. But man, even then, you know, there was a few days afterwards that you know. Then I had to be there. My my parents, you know, they ca- they came by, back in the morning, you know. After I'd had, you know, vodka for breakfast, I I had to pack up the house, you know, I was moving out, I was, I was leaving there because, you know, walking around the neighborhood, I had that cliche, man, I go to the fish and chip shop and look at the, the, the bench seat out the front and go, oh my God, that's where I used to sit with my girls and have fish and chips or, you know, walk past the area where we used to walk the dog and or go to the park and I remember us, you know, playing you know on the swings at nighttime and the torches in the park and i just like man i gotta get the fuck out of here now and i did you know but to get out of there first i had to pack up all the girls stuff all my ex ex ex-wife stuff that 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 left behind and man that was that was just another level of torture as well man like you know there's so many we've been there for five years so you know the you know, the girls had grown up in school and changed, you know, there, there was, they've changed from doing, you know, crayon drawings and bringing home clippings to actual homework books and, and things like that. So, you know, going through all that kind of stuff was just, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of tears were shed, man. A lot of tears were shed, uh, but I had support and I had the help of, of, of the community online, you know, my, my friends on Facebook and, and that's again, why I'm here, why not, why, why I want to be here. Because uh, if I can, if if I if someone can hear about what I've been through and 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 I can be some some sort of support from a distance, then then awesome, man. That's that's what it's all about. So anyway, guys, like that's that's the catalyst. And I guess you know I don't want to be going on too much about boohoo and 
because I know we've all got shit going on out there. I know we've all got our own problems and our own troubles, but I'm just saying that this was my problems and this was my troubles and this was my catalyst for making a fucking change. And it's still not easy. Fuck no. It's still hard. I still got to turn up. I still got to stand up. I still fall over, you know. It's something that happens constantly. But I'm so thankful for the steps I've taken. I'm so thankful for what I've learned. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity now to be able to, you know, share it with someone out there. And hopefully they will be able to take the steps and stand up again for themselves too. So... We're going to keep coming at you with some more podcasts, guys. I've got some more information. I'll be coming at you soon with my, my own program. You'll be able to join me and we'll, we'll work together. We'll stand together, man. We'll work through this shit together. So until then, guys, keep, keep, uh, keep in touch. Of course, please, you know, you find this podcast, share it, like it. You know, it all helps to, to, keep, to keep everything moving forward. But uh, regardless, guys, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to stand up again. And I thank you again. And I love you. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you again next week. All right, let's go. Peace.